0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 215 of Korea Podcast. Our today's guest is Miss Leah Pinto. She's a vis-dev and concept artist and also background painter working for the film and video game industries from Normandy, France. Now, before we get into the questions, as usual, let me quickly mention that in the four contact section of the captions, you can find the ID to our Instagram account, the links to her website and art station, which you can in the in her website can buy the print of her works. I do, do recommend checking them out and in the link. And there's also the link to her link tree, which, of course, in, like includes all her other socials and stuff. And well, 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 how are we doing today?
1: Hi, and thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm doing well, I think. What about you?
0: <laughs> I'm doing well as well. This is the second podcast of the day for anyone who's wondering why I'm wearing the same t-shirt as the last episode. No, it's not the only t-shirt I have. I... I'm recording three podcasts in one day. So yeah, go figure. And um, yeah, let's go into the first question actually of the podcast, which is give us a little introduction on how we got into the world of visual arts and design. Like basically tell us your origin story of how you decided to become an artist.
1: Uh, I mean, it's it's a little bit cliche maybe, but you know, I, I'm an only child and I had to find some way to like... Uh, Enjoy my day and everything, you know, when you're alone and you need to play alone. So um, I basically was drawing every day, uh, just like my mom gave me a pen and let's go, you know. So uh, I started like this, like drawing um, stuff inspired by my favorite anime at this moment. Like it was like the Wings Club and the witch and like this girly thing, you know. Uh, so yeah, I basically started like this. Uh, I did my, like, I, I did like the the general like um, classes and everything uh, everyone have at the beginning. I would say, and then uh, I had to, you know, figure out what I wanted to do for my future, and it was a bit of a mess because I was like, I don't know what to do, and I didn't know I was able to to do something related to painting and drawing has um, a living. So I just wanted to, to do, like, some, like, lower courses and everything. And my mom just told me, oh, maybe you can try to do something you're going to enjoy. Like, really try, like, a, a school where you can learn, like, the, the basic fundamentals of heart and everything. Uh, so I went to New Age. Uh, this is, like, a, a private house school. Uh, but, of course, like... All the articles are very expensive, and I came from a family where we don't have a lot of money, to be honest. So I had like to work on the side. So during like um, the the week, during the vacation, during the, the weekends, I have to I had to work to, to pay for my studies. Uh, I said that because it was, like, really helpful in the end. Like, I learned a lot of stuff. This is where I learned to speak English during this, like, a uh, part-time job and all this. Um, so, yeah, I did two years uh, in New UH. Age. I did, like... Um, just uh, the basic courses in New Age, like to learn how Photoshop is working and everything. Uh, Then we started to learn 3D, but I'm not a big friend of 3D right now. Like, I was like, no, I want to draw, please. I don't want to play with vectors and everything. Uh, So I tried another school, but the other school was kind of a scam, I would say. Uh, So I left the school as well. (laughs) Yeah, like you you know, some school where you think you, you're going to learn like uh, 2D fundamentals and everything. And instead of that, you have to do some like weird paper cats, And I was like, what the fuck I can't put that in my portfolio so you know and they were like yeah please you can draw with your high closet and then you you just give your paper to your neighbors and you're just gonna like finish your drawing it was like oh my god you're so high people here so (laughs) I just like stop at this school uh I'm not gonna mention the name of this school uh but yeah then I just like finished to work by myself with like youtube tutorials gunwood and everything trying to find what i wanted to do in the art industries and then i finally got like my first internship uh, with Image lovers and that helped me a lot of course to like know a bit more about the pipeline and how everything is working in the industry so yeah this is Basically, how everything started, I would say. And after that, I got like other contract um, in freelance because it was the beginning of the COVID and everything. And I wanted to go in studios, but I only received offers in freelance. So, yeah, I started in freelance and I'm still in freelance. I would say.
0: <laughs> All right, awesome. And when it comes to freelance and ma- and finding commissions and clients, you know, where which social media has been the most effective for you?
1: Um. To, to be honest, what's weird is I. I think I. I was uh a bit lucky as well. You know, when I'm when I started um after my internship, I I started to do some personal work and I just like deleted all my all old stuff I was doing because it was not really representative of, of my current level I would say, and when I started to post. It was on our station and Instagram at this moment. And I started to receive offers directly in my mailbox. And I was like, oh God, so I don't have to reach to company and company reach out to me. It was really weird because before that I was sending a lot and a lot of uh, mail to get a job and I was getting like literally zero answer so it was a bit weird and and since that yeah i just like post on instagram and our station i also post on other social like tumblr behance and all this just in case one of the the social just like shut down one day or i don't know you know to have kind of a backup but uh, yeah instagram and our station were were the the main platform that got me job
0: all right and Here's the thing, you are kind of already touched on, you know, how you started, you know, your art your art career and stuff like that. But when you were like, you know, a teenager, maybe in high school, were you originally studying art and design or you were pursuing another career path? Like, you know, did that change during the during your course of journey or how was it?
1: It it cut it, so I didn't hear like the entire question. I'm sorry, <laughs>
0: No worries, no worries. So basically when you were in high school and like, you know, maybe a teenager, of course, you know, at those times you need to pick a major, you know, pick a subject to study. From that point, did you know you wanted to pursue art or you were pursuing something else, then change, something's more safe then coming back to art?
1: No, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do at this moment. I was just like studying, you know, and I didn't have like any purpose for that. After, so um, I was like, okay, I will, I, as I told you, I was like, I will probably do like some liar classes after that, and we're gonna see because I know I'm good at remembering things, you know. But but that's it, like uh, because my only real hobbies and passion was drawing, but for me, it wasn't possible to be like a, a real job and something I can live off, you know. Uh, so no, I I, I didn't like. Uh, expect that to be in heart or or anything like this at this moment this is really like at the end of my like um high school uh, class that when my mom told me you can do something for living with heart like trust me i know it's possible so just find a school and let's try and this is literally only at this moment i was like i shifted and i was like okay no lawyer school for me gonna do hard because now i know it's possible you know <laughs>
0: wow that's amazing honestly yeah. and um by the way just a quick thing for the people who are listening if you're looking to you know buy someone a gift or you know maybe it's your friend's birthday or something you can go to the website that down below in the description and buy a buy a fancy print that they can decorate their house with so yeah i just want to quickly shout it out as well in the website section um <laughs> yeah all right let's r- roll with the questions again <laughs> yeah honestly i don't mind you know, giving. Um, shout outs and you know as you know for guests you know that's one of the things that really you know make me happy you know making you know just support other artists you know it's it's good yeah. grammar, you know what i mean
1: yeah and, of course
0: um, yeah so let's go to the next question which is what is your main branch of design that you're focusing on, and tell us about your experience from the start of it until now. I know, mean, of course, in the introduction, I mentioned that um, you're a concept artist, with the background painter and all that. But what would be your main specialty if you could, you know, pinpoint something? You know.
1: Yeah, uh, I basically started with background painting uh, because uh, I, you know, since I learned on my on like alone on my side, uh, I was kind of, you know, only painting from reference. So I was painting what I was seeing around me, um, like when I was going outside and everything, taking pictures or just like finding reference on the internet and trying to like understand them and paint them. So my the first job I got were mainly background painting where you can paint from reference or you have to paint over a 3D base of people or you paint with already a line designed by someone. So you're just basically painting only and not really designing or anything. So this is what I did like during the most part of the time, I would say. Uh, But after that, um, I was like, okay, now I want to learn how I can put more creativity into my work, put more design and everything. So I started to learn more about concept art and visual developments uh also because uh, my my boyfriend is also working in this industry as a concept artist so we share a lot and and that's why he was like oh god i want to learn to do background painting because your image are like have a high rendering than mine because i'm doing more like sketches and concept art and i was like okay, yeah, I can do like high rendered picture, but I want to learn more about concept art and visual development. So we kind of like extended our perspective and whole way of uh, yeah, thinking and what we wanted to do. But yeah, my main thing was background painting, but I'm, right now I'm more into concept art and visual development, so.
0: <laughs> All right, that's really awesome. And um, by the way, you know, uh, could you send me his socials later because I might, you know, invite him on the podcast as well.
1: <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, let me send you, like,
0: uh... yeah. Actually, I had like okay. a, the among. All right, thank you so much. I actually um, have in total four couples on the podcast, like total, like you know, eight different people, but you know, four couples. This is gonna be fifth okay.
1: one. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Awesome. And um, all right, let's move on with the questions. How does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a design project? Basically, what does the structure of your pipeline look like?
1: Oh, you mean my, my process or like...
0: Uh... Yeah, your process. Like basically anytime you want to work on a new piece, how? what steps do you take personally? Like what does your pipeline look um, like, you
1: know? When... When I'm working on a personal basis, I, I mean, yeah, it, it's not a question for me because first I don't have like a precise pipeline. Uh, I'm I'm not really sure we can say like an artist has only one process to follow during his entire life because we are kind of experiencing every day. Um, so I, it's more like, you know, when I have something in mind and like a new challenge and something new I want to paint, I will try to find a way to do it but i know it's not going to be like perfectly in the pipeline or in the process i'm used to so i'm just you know trying every time new technique and it's the same when i'm working in production you know sometimes i work with 3d base from my colleagues sometimes i work by doing like photo bash sometimes i work thanks to reference so my process is kind of always different uh but the the thing i always have at least in my personal painting, um, is that uh, I work in shapes. So it's like I kind of see the world around me in shapes. I think Alberto Mirgo talked about that in a in a YouTube video as well, like a long time ago. But it's like you know when I'm seeing like a car or a bottle or anything, it's not a car or a bottle for me. It's just like an object, you know, and it's. Just like various shapes, having fun together, you know. But that's it. I see like square and triangle. So I kind of build everything like this. So maybe it's a little weird. I don't know. Uh, So yeah, when I'm painting for myself, I just build everything from big shapes and then I refine it into a small shape and smaller shape. So that's basically this. And I also try to stay organized during the whole process because I'm a bit of a perfectionist, to be honest. And I like to have like... Like beautiful groups and layers and everything with color to have like my all my different plans on separate layer, like foreground, middle ground, background. So I can do easy change and all this.
0: Alright. And all right, this is an interesting one. What was the first art job paycheck you ever got? What was it for and how did you feel at the time when you got it? Basically tell us a story of you know, first ever time you made money out of art.
1: Uh, it was with uh, share Creator. It was my very first freelance work, uh, and it was for some concept art for the video game dislike I never posted the work I did <clears throat> at this moment. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, but yeah, it, it was my very first experience, and it was really hard because, as I told you, uh, I have more like a at this moment I had more like a background painter background I would say and not as a concept artist. And they asked me concept art as my first freelance job and I was like, oh god. So <laughs> so it was like really hard, but I I had to figure out a lot of stuff and I learned a lot. It was also kind of my first experience uh, with feedbacks as well uh, so you know when you start you're not always very confident with your work and I remember like the feedback I received were really great but uh, kind of like I will not say harsh but kind of you know it's like when they don't tell you what they like but only what they don't like and what they want to change and you know when this is your first time you're like oh god I don't do anything good you know it it was my first time and this is i think this was the um, the main thing i had to like to deal with it was like dealing with myself having self dubbed a lot and doing something i'm not confident about uh so yeah
0: (laughs) all right and let's see all right let's let me, t- let me tell you something, by the way, like, you know, you've even talked about it before that, you know, podcast began and, you know, we talked about it, but I'm just going to say this as an announcement and, a, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you're soon going to, you know, open up, you know, spots for mentorships and also make tutorials. Is that correct? And where sh- where should people look out for, for that?
1: Uh, I'm not sure if I can. Uh, tell you yet for the for the online course uh, so it's going to be released at the end of the year so around September if everything goes well mm-hmm. uh, on a platform a lot of people know but again I'm not sure if I can share it yet uh, and yes for my Gumroad it's going to be one-on-one chip. so I just need to finish to prepare stuff and to figure out some stuff but yeah during the year as well <laughs>
0: all right so you heard it and so uh, stay tuned uh, stay tuned to the people who were interested in course and tutorials shout out to jarvin Artsy idil dorson <laughs> uh yeah she really loved your work and just really wanted the tutorial from you <laughs> <Yeah>. thank you <laughs> all right i hope everyone who just heard that announcement are happy now all right so there's that and let's actually talk about some other stuff um What do you think are the best tips and advices you could give to someone in terms of soft skills for an artist who wants to get into the industry? Like what has been your most profound experiences?
1: Um, I would say first, again, it's cliche, but first in that... uh, give up on what you really want to do because it was really hard for me to get into the industry um it took me few few years uh, with like a lot of company like never replying to me or people like telling me to find a real job because artist is not a real job you know so first like to <clears throat> try to trust yourself enough to not give up because it's okay to like it's okay to fail it's okay to want to give up sometimes but then you have like to try to overcome that and follow what you want to do. Uh, Then for the, like more precisely about the industry and all, I would say like to uh, be able to uh, take the feedbacks well, because I know like a lot of students sometimes or beginners are kind of afraid of feedbacks. And this is what I went through as well, uh, um yeah to to really don't take the feedback like personally but more really uh, has something you can learn from and something that is gonna help you to grow uh in your artistic like choice and taste and everything uh also be able because i think it's something that can be helpful sometimes to separate your personal job and your work job uh because while working in the for production and everything sometimes you will not always do perfectly what you are used to do in your personal work and it's fine as well like uh, it was again hard at the beginning for me but now i see this has an opportunity uh, because i can learn a bunch of different stuff in production and i just grab what i like and i put them in my personal stuff after so like doing kind of a parallel between these two. Um, so yeah, I think that are the basic stuff. Don't give up and don't let the, the feedback like too much personally and try to kind of only see the good stuff that production and feedbacks can bring you personally into your work.
0: All right. And um, there's, there's two things I want to ask you as well. Um, like actually I'm gonna ask him together. Tell us the story of, you know, how you got into got the role to become a 2D environment painter for G of Love The Robot, and also the Valorant Champions Fire Again music video. Like, you know, tell us the story of how you got those opportunities and also your experience, you know, during working with those teams and the studios and you know any interesting thing that might pop into your head, any interesting <laughs> memories maybe.
1: Sure um for GPRO, it was uh really specific like uh, when i started to to post my um, my first personal work and everything when i rebuilt like my station in instagram right after my internship basically i received a message on instagram by Alberto Mielgo and it was like um, okay i i think i have a work for you but it's not happening like right now and if you're okay i will contact you like in a few months. So I was like, Oh God. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, after that, uh, I worked at, like with, uh, with show creator. And then I started my, my long contract with Netflix for Apollo. Uh, and during my contract with, uh, with Netflix on Apollo, uh, Alberto, uh, contacted me back and he was like, okay, so this is the time. So uh, the project has started and I want you to see if you can make it or not. Uh, so I asked it to the team at uh, Submarine Netflix if I just can like go to work on uh, Alberto Mirgo's project, because it was a dream for me. And hopefully they accepted. So I was like so glad they were so kind with me for that, because it was kind of the project of my life for me. It was like a dream coming true, you know? Uh, so I started on the project and it was like uh, one week after some of the other artists joined the project basically Um, so yeah I had like just a quick meeting and then the the coordinator told me okay this is the the reference uh, Alberto took and this is what we want us like to, to have in painting so just try to paint it in your own way and we're gonna see if it's match or not and I was like what okay <laughs> so and it was really great to be honest but I had no like precise direction or anything to follow it was just like paint the way you want to paint it and we're gonna see what you can bring and how you see like this environment in a painting way you know uh and yeah it was like really really different from my other production experience but it was also really really great because i was feeling very free and it was challenging myself a lot more because you have to do something um where you are kind of comfortable with because it was for me it was like personal painting you know uh i had reference to work on this is something i was more used to do i would say but with a subject I'm not used to. I never painted forest before uh, and never painted forest that big, that huge before. Uh, And also it was uh, really challenging and I had a lot of pressure on myself because I wanted to do and show my best because it was like a really, really important project for me. Um, And that was great. It was because we were, between artists, we were sharing our work and our painting uh, each time they were finished, at least for us. And it was really great to see how other artists were able to manage uh, like the, the leaves or the trees or the rocks. And thanks to that, we were able to like uh, just bring what we like from each other and do our own way to to do this forest and to bring Jibaro to life. So yeah, it was a really, really different pipeline. But it was really great to to feel free and to challenge myself that much on the project. So
0: How about the Valorantz one?
1: (laughs) Yeah, about the Valorantz one. um, It it wasn't like a a big, as big contract as uh, J-Barrow. It was more short one for for a trailer, um, and it was because uh, one of my friend wasn't able to uh, work with them. So and I was like, oh, if you can't, maybe I can. Like I'm free right now. It was like, oh, okay, let me send them your portfolio. Um, that's it, basically. Uh, and since one of the, the artists I worked with uh, on j was also working on the Valorant trailer, um, he was like, oh, maybe I can show them uh, some of your stuff so it's going to be like quicker. So when he was in the studio in Paris, he showed them some of my work and then they were like, oh, okay, it's okay, you can work with this. <laughs> so so yeah, and I just basically helped at the end of the, the trailer production, doing some backgrounds and all this. Um, the style was a bit different because it was about mixing like photo and painting and not only painting, painting. Um, and also, I was at the end of, of the production, so I had like less time to adapt, I would say. Uh, but again, it was like a really great experience because it was a different style and a different pipeline as well. So,
0: all right. And one last thing before we move on to the next section is by the way, for anyone who's listening, I hope you're paying attention to this part because in the pinned. The pinned post on her Instagram page is a plain April 2023 live demo with Leia Pinto with Warrior Painters and Art Roo Studio. So it's going to happen 7 p.m. Pacific time, April 15, and you're going to have like the permanent access to all the recording as well. So if you're interested in that, do definitely check it out. It's good stuff. Yeah. And there's going to be no other artists as well. I'll and yeah i mean if you're into illustration and background painter you you don't you don't have to uh, you don't want to miss this and yeah all right so let's move on by the way do you need do you want to add anything to that
1: mm, no i don't think so i mean maybe later if i have something that come up in mind sure. that.
0: awesome <laughs> all right so who are some of your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most
1: Again, this is maybe cliché, but of course, Albert Mielgo, uh, Rob Repel, and also Bastien uh, Grive and Jessica Rossi. Uh, they are like two two French concept artists who worked on the first Spider Verse. And I remember, like, this is when I I I saw a, a tutorial from Bastien. It was at Lightbox or something. It was online, and. In, and just show it the, the way you work it and you work it basically in shape uh, and when I saw his process I was like oh god this is something I should try because I think this is something that can work with me with the way I I saw the thing and <clears throat> it's also helped me a lot like to yeah find something that works for me so yeah I would say yeah Bastien Grévet, Jessica Rossier and also Morgan Prost who, who is like yeah incredibly skilled in what he's doing so yeah
0: all right and what are you working on right now that you can tell us about what kind of project project is it i mean of course there's all, usually there's nDAs involved I know, but if that's not the yeah. case, what information could you share with us you know um,
1: you know i uh, I'm working with playstation uh on on a game uh and I'm gonna start if everything goes well like uh next week or the week after on uh, like uh, on this project, but I can't say anything about it right now. And and, you know, I prefer to have like my contract and everything before saying anything. Uh, But this is with a company I really want to to work with. So, and uh, on a really, really great project for from what they they showed me. So I just can't wait, but yeah, I can't tell anything, unfortunately. (laughs)
0: All right, no worries. And all right, this one is also, also a really interesting question. Um, what area, beside the area you're working on right now, would you be interested to explore and learn in the future? Basically, not just about learning a skill, but what other non arts related stuff are you into and want to, you know, basically go after?
1: Uh, if it's not art related, uh, I mean it's maybe a bit off of the like compared to the question you're asking uh but I try to take more time for myself like um um you know when I was like younger I was drawing as a hobby and then uh, and you know I was also like working on the side to, to pay the studio and all, and all this but now that I'm drawing for a living when I have some times off I'm like what do I do do I still draw or do I do anything else? Because, you know, I don't have anything else. Uh, so since a few years, thanks to my boyfriend as well, I I try to, like, do something else than drawing on my spare time. So, of course, I also draw on my spare time because this is something I really like to do. Um, but I also try, like, to you know, to read more. I'm learning Japanese uh, also. Um, uh, I'm trying to, like... Um, some good trips to see some other thing uh, that I will be able to bring into my heart journey as well you know so yeah just taking more time for myself to do something else than drawing because I know it's gonna help me also uh, in in my painting process and all of this so yeah I don't know if it's like off or not with the, with the question but this is mainly what I'm working on and mainly mainly what I'm doing right
0: now, so. No, that wasn't off the question. That was actually, okay, you know, cool. that, was, that was awesome, all right. And well, we've reached the final section and question of the podcast, which is called Time Capsule. I think you can guess what it's gonna be about, but let me explain it this way. Imagine you, in a limited amount of time, let's say a few minutes, you have this opportunity to say anything you want for anyone who might listen to this podcast in the future, all right? Imagine it this way. Uh, imagine you're in the escape pod of a shuttle in space and you're about to get launched into space and but you have a couple of minutes to leave some voice message voice logs behind you so anyone in the future 10 years 100 years 1000 years could listen to from one human to another human being
1: what do you have to say well um yeah first don't give up of course again it's cliche but don't give up Uh, trust yourself um yeah i think this these are the the main thing i mean i i'm saying trust yourself but i'm the first one to doubt about myself so uh (laughs) oh god this is a hard one um yeah sorry i I need to think about that like this is kind of really important no worries take Um, your time no
0: worries we got time
1: yeah Yeah, really don't give up, take time for yourself and take time to to learn for yourself and not for the others. Um, yeah, this, yeah, because this is something I want to talk about also, like don't uh, spend too much time looking on your social media and everything. We are in an area where we are surrounded by that and we're looking kind of too much at this and every time we're like looking at other artists and comparing ourselves to other people, but not in a good way. So you can compare yourself in a good way to other people to be like, oh, this is something I want to learn. Uh, I want to learn from these people and this is fine. But I know that a lot of students and a lot of people And even myself, sometimes uh, we are comparing too much to other and putting too much pressure on ourselves. And sometimes we're like, okay, I I need to produce and to post a lot because this and this artist are posting a lot. Uh, But when we're doing that, we just forgot the main thing about what we are doing. And this is first enjoying painting and drawing and learning and I think this is something we need to focus on more, like kind of our inner child who likes to learn and enjoy painting, drawing, and not really just rushing to prove something to other people we don't know, you know, and to prove them then, hey, you know, I can also pass a lot and every day, see, I'm also amazing. No, we, we don't care about that, you know, so again i don't know if it's really answering your question but this is something i wanted to bring on the table because this is something i'm talking a lot with like people and artists around me so i think it can be important to remind
0: all right no it it was actually a really good answer and yeah it's it's so true because um yeah social media is weird and you know why it's weird right now because i think we're the first generations of people who are actually yeah literally first generations of people who have who are encountering social media so I think this is what I believe I think in a couple of decades things are gonna balance out a bit when it comes to social media I think because there's we're going to be like the people who are like the lab rats when it comes to social media we are making all the mistakes and everything yeah I think things will slow down a bit or maybe I'm drawing and it gets just worse and worse I don't
1: know <laughs> we don't know we're gonna see <laughs>
0: yeah all right. Well, thanks so much for coming by. Where can people contact you if they had any questions? Is there an Instagram account okay?
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. This is the, the best way I think Instagram or by email if this is more like professional stuff. My email is on my, on my social, like on Instagram and everything. So it's easy to find.
0: All right. Well, Again, thanks so much for coming by. It was a real pleasure. And thank you to anyone who tuned in and listened to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, if there's any comments, or suggestions, or critiques, write them down in the comment section down below, or you can just send them to me. And with that out of the way, take care, everyone, and stay safe. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you. Bye. <laughs>